Hello everyone, this is Steven from MemeIntoMeaning.com And in this episode I want to make a clear distinction between the often used concept of self-love and of a new, more encompassing concept of self-honor. Now, obviously, because I'm sort of, you know, proposing this new phrase or conception, I must believe there is some issue with the prior. Like, what's wrong with self-love? Like anything, there, there isn't anything wrong with it, provided you understand it and approach it in the correct way. But sometimes, or many times, <laughs> uh, sayings and phrases and words, they can take on a meaning to people that just become self-reinforcing in a detrimental way. And this concept of self-love is just so often used in many circles or groups of empathetic people where like if someone's down on life they'll say oh like don't beat yourself up like you have to accept yourself exactly how you are you have to love yourself you have to you know focus on the positive like yada yada yada, all this stuff and it's not like those are bad points uh like those are all good things again when approached in the right way but for many people it's incomplete and it's severely incomplete because like they recognize their life <laughs> is not sufficient. They recognize that their life has far less going for it, that there's far more suffering than need be. They recognize that they aren't taking care of themselves. They recognize that they aren't taking responsibility for anything. Well, I don't know if they get that far, but <laughs> um, what many people feel is that they aren't good enough. They feel a sense of inadequacy. And if your sense of inadequacy, if your sense of inadequacy stems from some sort of superficial thing like your appearance or um, you know your status or something like that, well, then maybe. This concept of self-love, as usually used, is a good fit for you. But for many people, like legitimately, they could be doing better. We all could be doing better, actually. Um, and on some level, I know it. Maybe they don't know how to actually execute on that. Maybe they don't know what direction they need to move in. Maybe they feel absolutely hopeless, and that tends to be the case. But at least in some sense, they know that, shit, my life sucks. And if they're a little bit keener on things, they realize, shit, my life sucks because of me. And even with that, obviously there is some deeper nuance that needs to be teased out between 
you know, uh, victimhood mentality and actual oppression and other things that play into that. But in large part, the quality of your life is determined by the way you choose to live it, by the way you choose to react in whatever situation presents itself. If your mind is very averse to that idea, uh, for whatever reason it comes up with, I would be very skeptical that you're not listening to greater hindrance. I would be skeptical that you're not making excuses. But in large measure, people do understand that their lives, <laughs> uh, it's not up to par. It's not what they envisioned. You know, they probably didn't envision much at all. They probably didn't think about any of that. And that's probably, it's how they, in some sense, ended up where they are at. But people understand that they can do better. And that needs to be appreciated. Because again, we could all do better, right? So this concept of self-love doesn't attack the problem from that angle. In fact, it just sort of dismisses it it actually reinforces the motivation to sweep that under the rug. And this idea that you're perfect how you are, though beneficial in some circumstances and at some levels of truth, like it's just not the proper fit for many, many people. And in fact, like, I, like with the other thing, it's just reinforcing either a victimhood mentality or it's reinforcing some level of complacency. It just sort of builds on top of problems <laughs> after problems. But the good thing is, is that with this concept of self-honor, we can, you know, <laughs> we can have our cake and eat it too. Because, I mean, to me, what that means, self-honor is like, really paying attention to where you're at, who you currently are, understanding that there is a deeper level to you that wants something more, a deeper level that is just begging for more honesty and understanding. And that's really begging for more responsibility as counterintuitive as that may seem. With the inner part that needs to be honored, hence the key term of self-honor, is looking for is meaning. Is looking for some reason for all this, because yes, life sucks in many ways. In fact, it's, it's uh, <laughs> well, the point is, is that life sucks. <laughs> In many ways. Uh, but what needs to be honored and cherished is that deeper part of you versus this surface level that is distracted, tempted, uh, dishonest, and full of bullshit. That's the part that is easily just kept 
at the very surface of things when someone's told just, you know, love yourself. It's like, you could say that all day long and we all know that person's not going to love themselves anymore. It takes more than that. Like that's, it at least takes an honest conversation with someone uh, with a bit more perspective. I mean, like, gosh, it's just not a, it's just really not a useful uh, way to put things. But with self-honor, it gets to the heart of the issue with the fact that yes, you can improve. Identify all the ways you can improve. Identify all the things you are going to improve. Identify all the flaws you have. Identify how you can be a more honest, caring, compassionate, understanding, and responsible person. Understand how and who you could become. That's sort of the big, the big idea behind self-honor. And so that's all good, but, uh, you know, obviously just saying this doesn't do much, just like with the self-love, right? So there is a process of bringing this greater awareness to your attention. Uh, again, like anything, it requires reflection. Requires a sincere surrender to the process of going into something uncomfortable, seeing the parts of yourself you haven't wanted to see, and addressing them in a humbling way. It's like, <laughs> that's sort of the thing behind anything I could tell you or anyone could tell you about uh, personal growth is like, you're going to have to look at the things you're most uncomfortable looking at. And you're going to have to let it humble you and you're going to have to learn from it and you're going to have to resolve to execute and take action on becoming a better you. It's like, <laughs> it's like easy to say that uh, at a very abstract level, but obviously very hard with the emotions of being a human being. And so, I mean, I have a list of these questions to cultivate this sense of self-honor. Um, and that'll be on on the website if you go to this post. But I'll, I'll just go through some of them so we can sort of parse out the ideas. So, if you're a person who feels inadequate, if you're a person who sees a bunch of problems about themselves, know that, okay, you're human, right? That's, on some, on some sense, just to lay some context, everyone's flawed, obviously, right? You can never list anyone who doesn't have some flaw. And if you think you can, you just don't know them. <laughs> you don't actually know them. You don't know the full person. You know the facade of the person. So first, just consider, like, do you not like yourself? Or do you not like one or a few aspects of yourself? 
think of the totality of you of, or at least of what you, <laughs> of what we usually conceive as ourselves, right? The, of your personality, your beliefs, your desires, your, um, your drives, your habits, your, what you say, what you do, like all these things that you can shake a stick at, um, in terms of who you are. Do you not like all of that? Is all of that complete shit? Or do you not like one or a few aspects of that? Now, if, if you're if you're really in the dumps, if you're really uh, in the pits of depression, obviously you'll be like, no, screw it all. I'm worthless. Everything is terrible. But in that emotional thrall, you really can't see what's going on. And if you actually step outside of it a little bit, you would see that, okay, no, no, <laughs> I have done decent things as a person before. I still do some decent things at least as a person now, and I'm not all bad. Maybe I don't like these things about it myself, but, you know, I'm a mix, it seems. <laughs> and again, welcome to being human. But in understanding that there's just these few aspects of yourself that you don't like, you can then realize, like, oh, why have I only been paying attention to these for the 99% of my time versus all these other things that are at least decent or great about me as a person? Why have I only been focusing on these narrow flaws as opposed to everything else? And did you consciously choose to do that or did you just sort of find yourself doing that? I don't know the answers to these questions. So this is something you have to think about. Like, what I will likely, uh, or what I will propose is that, because I see it within myself, and <laughs> this is pretty typical, I guess, but when we were young, or even it can happen now and get still get hardwired into you, but when you're young, various things happen. Some are more painful and fearful than others. You react in a certain way. It serves you in some way. And then you keep reflexively reacting in that way, unconsciously, both in your body and in your thoughts, as you grow older. And it never leaves your side. And you wonder, why the fuck are you so anxious? Why are you so concerned about how people perceive this aspect of you or this other aspect of you? Like All these things, they're just quick, unconscious reflexes. So you focusing on all these things... That is the unconscious reflex. Likely. Maybe it's different from you. That's just somewhat my example. And I think that's pretty standard. Um, but then understand, like, then you have the choice. Now, see, seeing all that, you now have the choice to actually focus on something else. But part of you probably wants... <laughs> probably likes to focus on all this bullshit because you think it you think if you don't that you'll somehow reveal yourself as not good enough to these other people well <laughs> I, I can relate to you I really can but we do have to understand that not everyone's going to like us and that actually the only, more people would <laughs> If you really want to play this game, more people would like you if you just sort of carried yourself 
in a more honest and at ease way. People sort of respond to the way in which you carry yourself. But that that even I mean that, that's a that's a useful point to know. But really you know, you know, hopefully you would just come to see that okay, all these other things that I you know are flaws about me or that at least I think are flaws about me, they're just not worth it. You know, I don't care if no one likes me because of blank. I don't care if someone thinks whatever about me because of blank. Because I'd rather honor myself. I would rather let all of that go so I can actually focus on being a better human being, on taking some responsibility and maybe even changing something for the benefit in the world. Of course, the sad thing is, is that when we're so locked in and narrowly focused on this bullshit, we can't even consider the possibility of that. We can't even consider like leaving this behind and going towards something that is far more fulfilling and substantial. And it even seems like a stupid or woo-woo thing to do. It's like, damn, man, like what else do you have going on? <laughs> what else is more worth... Or what is worth more than this? Maybe you really think about it, but that's the problem. It's like we don't think about it. We only focus and think about the crap which we reflexively act, uh, which we reflexively are programmed with. So that's one question to consider. Again, just do you not like yourself or do you not like a few aspects of yourself? And then go down that rabbit hole and try to learn something. And the next one is, uh, who told you that this thing you don't like about yourself is actually a problem? So let's say that you don't like some way you look. Or that maybe, let's say this. You don't have a lot of money. You don't have the nicest clothes. And... You have anxiety about that and how people are going to perceive your status based on your wealth and your clothes. Now, some people actually have this problem. I can't exactly relate to this because I just pretty much don't care <laughs> about my clothes. Uh, but, you know, I, I understand people actually have this, this issue. They have this concern. And it's just one example of many others. Um, but who told you that this is actually a problem? Like, who told you it's a problem to wear a certain thing? Who told you it's a problem that a few really naive people actually make a judgment about you based on what you're wearing? Or what your skin looks like? Or how much you weigh? Or whatever the hell else you could think of. It's like, if someone really thinks that's a problem, that's a pretty good problem to have. There are much bigger problems in the world. Um, but who told you that it was a problem? Did you like, did you decide one day, okay, this is a problem? Or did you just, again, fall into it? 
this is this is the way I think about it with clothes again, for example. It's like like today <laughs> it was cold in the morning, so I put on these socks and the first ones I grabbed were these elf socks, which are with red stripes and green and white and whatnot. And uh, I was just on a rush to go to class and shit and I went <laughs> and the socks were out. Uh, people could definitely see it if they looked at my feet for whatever reason, looking at my feet and uh, you know, whatever. It's like, if that's my biggest problem in that moment, I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> but then again, like the bigger problem is that I'm focusing on that because it's just not worth it. It's like in the face of what matters, in the face of understanding you're going to die, in the face of understanding everyone you love is going to die, and everyone is going to go through much harder times than they even can fathom right now. With the understanding of that, it's like, fuck, let's all wear the stupidest shit ever. Let's all look the stupidest ever. Like, these things are really only problems if we allow them to be problems, only if we choose to see them as problems. And again, that's like, obviously me saying that doesn't make you feel any differently about it. But you have to think about this stuff for yourself. You have to actually journal or speak and you know, record your voice and listen back to it or something like, do you actually contemplate these issues? You consider it in the context of your own life and your own problems Maybe you talk to someone else about it. In fact, you should talk to someone else about it because part of the problem is that you hide your shame. Again, because you think it serves you. And then you sort of wallow around in this crap that you don't you can't see from any other perspective. So you're going to have to contemplate these things. You have to journal these things. You have to talk to other people about these things who are also striving for better, to be better and maybe further along more honest, more sincere, things of that nature. So looking through this list, what else could we talk about? Um, there's an exercise of where I say to go look in the mirror. So right now, if you're not doing anything, you could go look in the mirror or do it later when you can. Uh, but you probably won't, so you should probably do it now. <laughs> um, you go look in the mirror and just look into your eyes, look at your body, and say, I love you. And don't do anything else. Don't say anything else. Just notice what comes up. What you feel tangibly in your body, where it is, and the thoughts that come up. Just watch them. And then ask yourself, is this what I wanted to feel like when I envisioned my life up to this point? And that could be a really, uh, <laughs> you know, that can really be a, uh, humbling question to ask because when you were five you probably didn't you like you definitely weren't thinking about how boy when i'm 20 or i'm 30 or i'm 40 or i'm 50 i just want to look in the mirror and i want to hate myself 
Like, that's sad. <laughs> that's really fucking sad. If anything's sad, that's pretty damn sad. And so if you did look in that mirror, and you said I love you, and something, some big chunk of negativity just sprung up, for whatever reason, like, what happened? What happened along the way between that five-year-old version of you and where you are now? What happened to make you feel this way? And how long has it been going on? So if you think about how many years that this shit just stays with you, Like, that could be eye-opening in itself, because you're like, fuck, I've wasted four years worrying about this shit? I've wasted ten years thinking that this mattered? Now, it hurts to, to, it hurts to, uh, to acknowledge that, but again, you have to have some clarity on, like, boy, I really have been an asshole to myself. And so after you consider, like, what happened, like, what do you want to feel instead? If you're a normal person, you'll probably, <laughs> part of, something will come up that says, like, I don't deserve to feel anything else, or I don't deserve to feel anything better. Um, yeah, that's kind of the whole problem. It's like, you do deserve to feel better. You do deserve to live a life that inspires and excites you. It's like, <laughs> if I could wish anything, if I could wish something for absolutely everyone, it's like, to live a life that inspires and excites them. A life full with wonder and awe and gratitude and joy and all these things. Of course, pain and suffering is valuable in the sense where it gives you perspective. And, you know, we have a lot of problems to solve in the meantime. But, you know, at the pinnacle of everything, I think we all want, uh, we want everyone to be happy. And not happy on a superficial, temporary level, but on a deeper level of actual, uh, in the sense that it lasts. In the sense that it hits a more emotional, even spiritual core. And so, moving on, I won't go through all these. There's, how many are there? There's 18, and some have some extra components. So, you know, it's there's a, it's a substantial worksheet to work through, and... <laughs> uh, Again, you can listen to this whole thing and whatever value you get out of it, you get out of it, but nothing will compare and nothing will compare to the work you put in on your own, in solitude, undistracted, full bore inward towards actually considering these issues. So I won't, I won't harp on that anymore, but um, 
Let's see. Go through. Okay, here's one. So who would you be if you weren't so obsessed with how flawed you are? Who would you be if you weren't so obsessed with how flawed you are? It's a good question. Maybe you don't even know. Another way that it's, it's essentially a very similar question. Um, there's a very wise woman named Byron Katie. She's she's written quite a few books on sort of this whole concept of self-love and uh, greater connection to yourself. But one of the main questions she asks is, you know, who would you be without that thought? And so we'll go back to the situation in the mirror. He said, I love you. And the thought comes up, well, you're disgusting. It's like, who would you be without that thought? It's like, we well, probably be a more open person. You'd probably be a much more at ease person and satisfied person. It's like, what's, what would you pay money for? Would you pay money to feel like shit? Or would you pay money to feel that? To feel just content and at ease. At least with, you know, who you are. What would you do if you weren't so obsessed with how flawed you are? That's another ancillary question. Think of all the time. It's, you know, it's hard to measure unless you're actually uh, writing it down. Um, but all the time wasted on like surfing the internet or like trying to, well, no, that's not a good example. Think of how much time you've wasted just in thinking about how imperfect you are. Just in thinking about how you are being perceived by other people. Just in thinking of how shitty you are. That's a lot of time. For me, <laughs> you know, actually, no, we're all masters at this. <laughs> like 10,000 hours. We've all probably way surpassed 10,000 hours of mastery when it comes to like shitting on ourselves. And God, who would you be without that? What else could have you devoted your time to? Like, what would you do if you weren't so obsessed with this stuff? Like, write this down. <laughs> like, write down, like, I would play more music. I would write songs. I would paint a picture. I would write that novel I've been thinking about. I would write this letter to my dad who I haven't spoken to in 20 years. I would cry with my mom. I would, um, 
call my sibling. I would, you know, I would start that business I've wanted to do. I would quit this shitty job that I hate. I would tell my boss that thanks, but no thanks. Bye-bye. Like, whatever it is. What would you tangibly do? Like, something you could actually hand in to someone and say, hey, I did this. Hey, I quit my job. Hey, I made this artwork. Hey, I created this thing. It's like, what would you do instead of focusing on all this frivolous, well, it doesn't feel frivolous in the moment, but instead of focusing on all the, on, on all the perceived problems you have, like I, when I was really struggling with like my weight and my body and, and my eating disorder, like I can't tell you how many fucking hours I spent just looking up, uh, you know, proper diet, proper exercise, um, like just all this theory and all this bullshit that's like, man. <laughs> If only I spent that singing, or if only I spent that reading, or... God, it's just... It's just a dump. <laughs> it's just a dump of waste. And so really write down the things. You know, what, what 10 things would you immediately do if you weren't so obsessed with how flawed you are? Just do that. You know, along with the rest of the worksheet, but... <laughs> Uh, okay here's a good one uh, what would your older self or the wisest person in the world say about how you're choosing to relate to yourself at this period in your life now I said older self or wisest person because I actually find it very valuable to like sort of journal or reflect in such a way where I am consulting the much older, wiser person that, you know, hopefully eventually I become. Um, just because there's going to be so much more in life and I can't know hardly anything from where I'm at. But, you know, if you have a hard time doing that, if you think like, well, maybe if you really feel like shit, you're like, man, I'm going to be terrible forever. <laughs> my older self, he's going to be even worse probably. It's like, okay, set that aside then. Instead, what would the wisest person in the world say about how you're choosing to relate yourself, relate to yourself? It's like, it's sort of amazing the uh, wisdom that pulls out of people because <laughs> what lies dormant within them, what has always been there is like these answers of, oh, I need to tell this person this thing. I need to be more transparent and honest. I need to f take more responsibility. I need to clean up. I need to do all these different things. It's like, it just comes flooding in when you ask, uh, what would the wisest person in the world uh, tell me about this whole situation? And at this point, I can't even remember if if I heard this somewhere. I might, might have heard this from Jordan Peterson. So, you know, if so... Kudos, but, um, you know, seriously, the wisest person in the world, your older self, either one, what would they say about how you're choosing to relate yourself 
for this period in your life. Again, write it down. Write it down. Don't just walk and do whatever the hell you're doing and think about it. Because you probably feel some resistance in actually thinking about it. You may think about it on a surface level. You may like the idea. You may aspire to whatever it's getting at. But it comes from the work. To where you reflect and write it down. Another one on here is who is holding yourself back or who is holding you back from accepting yourself? This one puts all the balls in your court. <laughs> um, damn, I mean, the only answer you can, uh, the only answer you can come up with is yourself. And in one sense, that's hard because, okay, he was right. It's all on me. <laughs> it's all on me. This whole, this whole thing about how I feel shitty about myself, um, it's on me. I've made it happen. But then the plus side to all that is that you can change it. Now, only you can change it, but it can be changed. Unfortunately, for most people, um, <laughs> including myself, it took tremendous, terrible amounts of pain to finally say, you know what, fuck it, no, anything else but this. That's sort of the, uh, the typical outline for an addict, but, you know, no one is holding yourself back. No one is holding you back from changing. From both changing tangibly and changing the person you are, and no one is holding you back from loving, accepting, honoring. <laughs> Gotta focus on that word. No one is holding you back from honoring yourself. Is there any more I want to go through on here? Um, okay, this is the last one I'll go through, and then I just highly recommend that you check out the entire worksheet because you could spend a decent amount of time, as you should, um, really working through these questions. There's many more than the ones I just went through here. But um, the last thing is just to consider how, like, how do you relate to people when you're just focused so narrowly on the imperfections of yourself? It's like you're probably pretty poor at it. You're probably more of an asshole. That's what that's what tends to <laughs> tends to, uh, that's what I tend to do. It's like when I'm really insecure, you know, unconsciously, like I don't I don't plan to, I don't intentionally say things or react in certain ways to where you know, they seem selfish or um, dismissive. But that just tends to be what happens. And I think that's, I think that's a common thing. I see that in other people. I also think in understanding that, like when someone 
does act in such a way, you can maybe have a hint of compassion for like, oh, maybe that person is actually like really wrestling with themselves right now or they're going through something really difficult. It's like you can cut them a little slack. That's no excuse, of course, but you can cut them a little slack and both of you don't have to be so, or it doesn't have to escalate to anything. But, I mean, this whole thing of insecurity, it does, at least in large part, if not the whole part, um, have to do with the fact that you want to be perceived by people in a certain way. You want to be valued by other people. Maybe you want attention uh, from other people, positive attention. Um, and this whole, that whole, this whole process works counter to that. Of course, you can know that intellectually, <laughs> like everything else with this, but all of this just comes down to letting that go. And what that looks like at the start is like, you look like an idiot. It's like, if you have anxiety and you're talking to someone <laughs> and your lip starts to quiver uncontrollably or your eye twitches or whatever the fuck happens when you're anxious, um, Bite it. <laughs> it's like, you're just going to have to take it. You're going to have to say, you know what? Fine, I'll look like an idiot. If it means I can get through this, you know, do that repeatedly and and you're good. It, like, it'll, it'll pass. But just understand that like, you can't be with people. You can't truly be with people Especially people you love, like, you can't really be there with them. You're sort of there physically, but emotionally and mentally, like, you're off in the most selfish place, yet the most self-deprecating place. And insecurity is both of those things. And so many of these questions are sort of working to take you from the surface level of the issue, of the greater issue, and probe down to a greater depth where, you know, just hopefully you can start to appreciate that what you really want is to contribute to the world in a meaningful way. What you really want is to make an art form out of whatever it is you're passionate about and to share that with people in a generous, um, loving way. So that's sort of a, <laughs> that's the game plan in terms of doing this whole thing right. But if that just sounds sort of out of touch for you right now, it's like you're still at this level where you have to work through all this cloudy, uh, <laughs> this cloudy smear of, of self-doubt and insecurity and um, narrow, like of narrow focus. 
So again, I mean, the, the concept is self-honor. And I feel like I, <laughs> I uh, forgot to harp on that point more. Um, but, you know, if, 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 the, if the phrase self-love really feels right to you, by all means, continue to use it. Like, fantastic. <laughs> but for many people, uh, you know, who know that, like, yeah, straight up, man, I'm being a shitty person or I'm, you know, I have a shitty life and I, I'm terrible or I have something to do with it. Like, well, a lot of people feel that way. Maybe the majority of people feel that way. And they need a different sort of understanding. One which, yes, or one which acknowledges that they can improve, that they should strive to improve, and that they should actually improve, but at the same time takes into account that they still have to be tender in some way with themselves. That they still have to care for a deeper part of them. So feel out what's right for you. Um, you have to find out. You have to cultivate a, that discernment within yourself. All right, so this whole worksheet is on the website. Um, it'll be the most recent post, but I haven't decided what I'm going to call this. I'll probably call it like something like self-love versus um, self-honor. Um, just look for the word self-honor. It'll be that one. And the, the worksheet will be there. You can download it or you can read the questions on the page. Whatever floats you both. Um, the podcast will be there too. But yeah, um, subscribe if you like this. Um, do whatever the hell you want with it. <laughs> it's out there. It's whatever it is. And, you know, just live better. Just... Just be more honest with yourself. Peace.